Where's it going, Rudy? I'm in the goddamn club, aren't I? Episode of the Reddit Horror Club. As always, I am joined by my co-hosts Adam and Scott. But for the first time ever, I can actually look over my shoulder and see Scott at the other <laughs> end of the room. Hey. Uh, so we're skyping in my basement on two separate laptops because why the fuck not? And today we're going to be discussing Scott's pick, uh, Motel Hell. So Scott, how about you explain to us why the hell you picked Motel Hell? It was on my list. It's been on my list for fucking ever, and uh, I was. I figured since we were going to be doing this, where um, the under the auspice that at least two of the three of us were going to be in the same room for the discussion, um, I was like, oh, let's just do something that I don't care if people can get a copy of it or not because it's going to be impossible for anybody to find this movie. So uh, I picked Motel. It was between this and Blood Diner, and I picked the one that was actually going to give us a good conversation instead of just being ridiculous. Uh, which I, I think that was probably the better option. Yeah, dude, no. Uh, Blood Diner is garbage. Did you actually finish it? No. Oh, man. You missed the, the fake... Did you at least see the fake brain? Uh, no. I got about a half an hour in, and I was like, eh, I'm good. Ugh. All right, so uh, I've seen this before. Uh, Adam, had you seen this before? I hadn't, but as soon as we looked over the like that gate and you saw that garden, I immediately remembered like the cover to this movie. Yes, seeing like a trailer for it a long time ago, it all came flooding back to me. But I had never watched it. What did you think of it? Uh, it wasn't very funny. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Are you kidding? I thought it was great. I didn't. I didn't see a lot of humor in it. I'm not gonna lie. There was a good chunk in the middle of that movie where I was watching it on 1.5 speed because I just. <laughs> <laughs> the I, I wish they didn't have the the love triangle, not even the love triangle. Dude, it's amazing. Fucking Bruce, man. Bruce is so messed up. <laughs> <laughs> that guy has some serious like self esteem issues, or, like some real problems going on. And I hated. He's the I biggest hated... cannibal in the county. Well, that's that's from um, Vincent. That's from. Oh wait, I, no, yeah, you're right. He's talking says about, that about Bruce. his brother. Yes, yeah. Um, Again, he said that one point time, one point five times faster. <laughs> you guys were probably hearing it, but um, yeah, it just had a lot of uh, pacing issue. I do, it really didn't need to be as long as it was. I get why they were doing it. They wanted, you know, they, it was like to find extra jokes to throw in and stuff. But since I didn't find it funny, I didn't. <laughs> I wish those scenes just weren't there. Um, overall, I didn't of, hate it though. I think it kind of would be a um, in tone, uh, almost a weird like double feature with something like uh that we had watched previously the town that dreaded sundown as like one of those movies that had good moments but like it also had these weird comedic moments that really didn't need to be there and kind of slow down the pacing of the movie more than assist the pacing of the movie no this needs to be a double feature with creep show uh i own it on dvd as a double feature with the movie deranged <laughs> which is the worst possible double feature for this movie to be set up with Wait, what about this and Rape Squad? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every movie should be matched up with Rape Squad. Um. Yeah. Listen, so I, I think the best part about this movie is the fact that the fat sister is humongous and she's known as like the fat lady in all the movies that she's in and the saddest part is that she actually died of congestive heart failure from diabetes she just could not handle her food well she had to keep getting those um farmer fritters critters or whatever no you're terrible i was gonna say she she was typecast and like you once you're typecast you can't lose weight you got so you gotta keep getting Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure that's exactly what it was. Well, that's what she told herself, at least. Yeah. <laughs> uh... So, Scott, you're the one that picked this. Let's go over some of the reasons why you picked it beyond just it wasn't Blood Diner. <laughs> um, well, I wanted to pick a cannibal movie. Um, I wanted to pick something that was a little bit out of my usual realm because I, I pretty much just picked uh, slasher flicks from the 2000s. Um, okay, so I was I I wanted to so I I um the last movie was a total flop as far as discussion went, and that was disappointing because uh, I would have liked much better to uh, have been, you know, you know, a much better discussion. But uh, I, I was just hoping that this would kind of I don't know I so I watched uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Two back in the winter and motel hell felt like a much better version of that same film well if i'm wrong but i'm pretty sure motel hell was written almost as a satirical parody of the original texas chainsaw it was and toby hooper was originally going to direct it and then um bowed out so i don't know i i feel like this movie and this movie was supposed to be darker it was supposed to be a lot more gruesome and abrasive um and a lot less humor in it um, originally, but then they, I guess that in rewrites and, and getting a different director, cause I guess Toby Hooper was signed on at one point and then walked away. So, uh, the original plan for this was probably closer in line with TCM two because that movie is significantly more serious, but you can I feel like see, this- you can kind of see where they like changed their mind too. Cause they were like, well, we still have that pig mask. Um, how are we going to use that? Like that probably belonged in a much more serious film, and they just sort of like threw it in at the end for no good reason. I don't. And he can't see out of it. That yeah, makes sense. No, it's terrible. <laughs> um, and and I read the Wikipedia, or maybe it was the uh, IMDb, but it said that the uh, that that final scene with the fucking uh, chainsaws took five days of filming. Yeah, it was only probably. a month long filming process and so almost a quarter of the si- quarter of the entire setting was for that well those five days of shooting really come through because it feels like it went on for fucking <laughs> forever <five>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude okay so uh, truly the first half of this movie is amazing and then the second half really 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 slows down i agree but overall this is definitely my favorite i've never seen it and i want to watch it for horror club um, I I always loved the just the reveal of the pig head. Uh, I remember even as a kid, I I remember my parents telling me about this movie, and I don't know why. Like when I was little, they were like, "Oh yeah, we there's this movie Motel Hell. It's real fucked up. They like bury people up to their necks yeah. in dirt and pull them out with a tractor and then cook them in the food." 
And I was like seven. I'm like, why are you telling me about this? But when I started renting horror movies, this was like one of the first ones that I watched. And I remember being super underwhelmed. But then like I always liked the pig head with a chainsaw look. Uh, and that's pretty much the only reason why I bought this movie twice. <laughs> you bought it twice. Well, I bought it once on that double DVD thing, which is like oh, a, and then you wanted your own copy. Well, like was, well and then Scream, uh, Scream Factory released a double disc Blu-ray of it, and I was like, I'll, I'll pick up the double disc Blu-ray. It's got a cool cover, <laughs> and it's got commentary tracks, which I haven't listened to yet. Um, somebody said online that it was a good uh, a good commentary track, so. I don't know. And uh and our buddy from last week, uh RMC is really uh picking up picking it up now on uh the pages. He uh I'm not sure but he uh posted the um the images of the Blu ray on on the uh discussion page. For where? Uh or on the trailer. On the trailer he posted a bunch of links to what the uh Blu ray looks like. Which I thought was kinda cool. And uh, when I was talking to him, I, was, I gave him a warning about last week's episode. I was like, look, before I post this, I just want to give you a heads up that uh, we kind of hit it pretty hard right in the beginning. <laughs> and uh, he was like, no, it's cool. He's like, I got to stick around because I already bought all the next five movies on DVD. <laughs> so, Dude, this, the, the Blu-ray and the DVD, the Blu-ray uh, artwork is pretty sweet. Yeah, that's pretty much the only reason why I bought it. <laughs> Well, it was on I mean, sale for like five dollars one day, and I was like, "All right, I'll pay five bucks just for a cooler Blu-ray cover." Well, here's the thing: is I think that this movie should not be taken too seriously. Like, it's it's real. I don't know. I I I liked the fact that he was so cavalier about eating people. He was like, he he saw them as animals, and he like you know it's just like dehumanization and. I don't know. I just thought that it was very entertaining to watch. Maybe it's because of my point of view, but uh, I, I thought it was worth the uh, the pick, and it was much better than Happy Birthday to Me, so that's really all I can say about it. Oh, this is a fucking home run compared to Happy Birthday to Me. <laughs> yeah, like, a lot yeah, of I... fucking dogs. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, didn't, I didn't hate it, Scott. I mean, I, I feel like... Did you, you hate know, Happy Birthday to Me? No. No, I didn't because I enjoyed being on that podcast. <laughs> Happy birthday, a new asshole for how fucking dumb it was. But um, this, this was, this is less enjoyable of a podcast to have and more enjoyable of a movie to watch. I didn't, I didn't hate it. It just dragged on, and it really creeped me out that she got all horny for that old man. That was probably the yeah. Oh, hey, uh, <laughs> fun side note: the. Um, the two girls that get stopped with the the cow, the, the stand-up cows in the road, they were Playboy Playmates. Then, and I don't know why they were in this movie. Like, it's, this movie is such a weird amalgamation of just shit. Oh, and I also really like the fact that the people when they get, I loved the gurgly sound that the that the people make when they get their 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 vocal cords slashed because that was. It reminded me of the loved ones when they injected the bleach, or when she injected the bleach into the dude's throat, and so he couldn't make any sound. Which was probably my favorite part of that movie, which I didn't really like in the first place, but I, I did like that part of the movie. And I, then, uh, what? I was going to say, I also enjoy the uh, random cameo from Wolfman Jack. Wolf, yeah, 
Oh, see, this movie is just all over the place, which I enjoyed. Although I think that if they would have honed in on some of the jokes, it would have been a lot more cohesive and, and, and a better watch. I don't know. I just feel like in general, like this movie had a lot of potential and I, I can get over the fact that I, I enjoyed the first half of it so much and be introspective and be like, yeah, there, there was a lot of space for it to, to, to be better. But still, come on. I mean, it's Motel Hell. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to sit over here and like beat it up. It's all right. You're going to yeah, beat I've... it off. Do you have some notes? All right, so these are Motel Hell notes. Um, that's the weakest bike, cr- bike crash ever. You're both fine. <laughs> yeah. Just get the fuck up. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and then the the fat broad's like, "Yep, huh? Okay, all right, she'll live." Like that was all she did. <laughs> Just like, yeah, po- poked her a couple times. Um, <laughs> I I remember those old toy guns like that that those little twins have. Man, those things were fucking audio torture, man. Yeah, uh, they were. If I was a parent, I would just fucking find every reason in the world to run over that thing in the driveway. <laughs> I'm really confused at this point. I'm like, all right, the fuck is going on here? I really need some, like, explanation. Um, okay, I guess that's why we... I guess we know why that chick ran away from home with that biker guy. She is susceptible as fuck. It takes them, like, 12 seconds to be like, you should stay here with us. And she's like, oh, my God. You're that's right. That is... Idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah the, if, if one thing can be said about this movie compared to last week's pick, Stakeland, is that... Shit happens in this movie just like in that movie where it doesn't make any sense. It just it just is whatever it takes to get the movie onto the next scene. <laughs> yeah, but in Stakeland, it's like this shit happened and made no sense. But it's like a life or death thing that you're worried about here. In this movie, it's like is she gonna sleep with that old man if she stays <laughs> here? I really want her to leave. Get out of here. <laughs> Um, so then we see the garden, and I'm like, well, I have a lot of fucking questions now. Like, what the hell's going on here? I guess I guess this is, they're sort of like veal, because they don't let them move, and they just chalk them full of this, like, protein-rich, like, heavy food. So yeah. they're, they're like human veal in a way. Um, the one dude from the band that they bury with the fro looks like Ted Mosby from How I Met Your Mother. He does! I was trying to figure out who he looked like, yes. Oh my god. I he totally to looks like co- college age Ted Mosby. That's <laughs> they should have had him in the van with the big sub. <laughs> yes. Yes. Instead of a bong, they should have all been passing a sub sandwich around. That was um, quite possibly the best running joke in How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Yeah. I, Lily has no idea that we're high right now. I love, <laughs> I love when they flash forward to like their 20-year high school reunion, and he's like, look what I confiscated from my kid's bedroom, and it's just like a bunch of PB&J sandwiches <laughs> in a plastic baggie. <laughs> uh, then we got Ida getting punched in the head, and I thought that was pretty nice. I was happy to see her get get a couple knocks from, from Vincent there. Um, when she oh, oh, the sister? Yeah, yeah. Dude, he sm- he punches her in the stomach. I thought she's gonna puke. Yeah, she does. She definitely overacts that one. She's like, <laughs> and then and then she's like, the the broad is like, why did he hit her? And the sheriff guy's like, they just like to tease each other. I'm yeah, like, like he how is he, he? Can he actually be her brother or not? Like, 
Who fucking knows? Um, obvious reasons why Scott likes this movie are obvious. <laughs> well, here, okay. I wanted to harken back to another film that we talked about in Horror Club that got a raw deal with the um, with the the, the book to movie translation uh, under the skin because that book is a serious harken back to to what they do in this movie because in the book the they're aliens and they and uh humans are the food food source for them yeah and and she goes out and she picks like the strongest ones and she subdues them and then they like basically tear the humans apart like they they feed uh, from what you get from the story, the, they like <clears throat> feed them this this. They they fuck up their intestinal tract so that they're like shitting everywhere for a month. But it it repopulates their intestinal flora with stuff that the aliens can actually like digest. And and they feed them this crazy food which bulks them up so they look kind of like hulking monsters with tiny little legs. Um, and then they kill them after like a month or whatever uh and so it reminded me very much of of under the skin and i i hadn't planned that out when i picked motel hell i just knew that they ate people i was like oh we haven't done a cannibal movie that was entertaining for a while let's do that um but uh yeah like actually under the skin as a book was phenomenal way better than the movie because the movie is more about visuals and making you feel otherworldly like she is whereas the book is it just it's i guess it's similar because it doesn't really say outright any of the shit that they did to to her to make her look human and it's all that shit but um i i just think that the book was much better and i feel like the the book got a raw deal when they they turned it into a movie so yeah in in the movie she's essentially using people as like clothing is she not because like the whatever yes. they yeah yes and that's so she's not just true she's collecting mm-hmm. skin for other aliens to come down and wear and you know assimilate onto the earth yeah i don't know yeah, I, it uh, doesn't make any sense to me because the, the the whole point of the book was that they're the humans are a food source and that i don't know i thought that was much more poignant than alien invasion like body snatchers i don't know um Bruce is a real piece of shit, and I mean everybody <laughs> in this family, I guess, is fucking crazy. He has a he has a line, and I've I've changed part of the line. Uh, you tell me if you can tell which part I changed. Anytime you want a little uh, sexual harassment, you know who to call. <laughs> <laughs> this this movie thinks it's funny, but it truly, truly is not. This is uh, I was starting to get real fucking. Dude, I laughed. I laughed way more than I probably should have in this movie, watching this movie. Uh, I didn't. I didn't even get a sensible chuckle out of it. <laughs> but I was, I was way better with the the jokes not landing than I was with this creepy three way love triangle making me feel awkward. I would have rather. Oh God! But I I love. I just love that about this movie because so like, Biola or whatever the fuck her real name is, or her name in the the Ida the sister. The sister. Is yeah. Like she's all pissed. And so she's like, oh, I can't swim, I can't swim. And then she tries to drown her, drown the blonde. And then Vincent's like, oh, fuck this shit, I'm coming to save you. And then she's like, oh, you saved my life. Fuck me. Like, 
Amazing. Yeah, immediately. I laughed so hard. Immediately. As, Tits as, are out. Yeah. I mean, come on. That, the nineteen eighty was a very different time. He's like, no, we shouldn't do this. We we'd have to be married first. You're like, did you just propose to me? I need some time to think about this. I was like, what the fuck <laughs> just happened? What? <laughs> yeah, that was some weird shit going on. Dude, there. it's like I said, it's exactly like Stakeland, where they're just like, I want this to happen. So, who gives a shit what they actually say? Let's just get to the next scene. Okay. We know that there is a lock on the meat shop door because in the end she tries to get out and she it's locked from the outside. It appears that the only time they keep it locked from the outside is when they're in there because anybody else can just go wandering into that fucking meat shop at any time during this movie, man. It's really pissing me off. Lock the goddamn door. You got human remains in there. Like, what are you fucking doing? <laughs> I well, just... okay. have you seen TCM too? Yeah, I remember seeing it a, like a long, long time ago. I couldn't tell you what the fuck happened in that movie. Though. It's the same fucking idea, and it's nineteen eighty six. It's the same idea where um, he's like the most popular chili in in Texas because he uses people. I don't know. I I feel like if the if you could mash TCM two. And Motel Hell together, you get a really funny movie. Because it's, between the two of them, I think that there are enough jokes for one movie. Oh, so TCM2 is like funny. It doesn't take it. TCM2 tries to be funny. It just, it the ending is so beyond retarded and absurd that it killed it for me. Wait, um, sorry, are you talking about TCM2 or Motel Hell right now? Because <laughs> I can't tell. It's pretty much the same film. <laughs> it's more or less the same fucking idea, and I, I don't know. I, one is just gorier than the other, and the and one is a little bit, I think, a little bit funnier with the uh, vocalization uh, or, or, or the, the 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 rationalization of eating people. Well, the rationalization, I guess, of this movie is that he has syphilis of the brain, and he's like lost all empathy, and he has. Weird delusions about karma and stuff. Yeah, but they don't even they don't even like No, just like like passing glances of like hey, you know, I think about karma. It doesn't even make sense at all. <laughs> no, he's like, no he'll be like, Oh, they're not people, they're just animals and then you'll be like, Oh, the world's overpopulated and people need to eat. I fix both those problems. That's, yeah. Those are not complimentary ideals. Like well, you're literally listening to the rambling of a syphilis brain ridden old man. But <laughs> is, does he even have syphilis? Because ah, uh, maybe it's just Bruce trying to get back into the girl's pants. I think Bruce. I think all three of them. Bruce have is an un, he's an unreliable narrator. Well, yeah, just like is. John Ham. Dude, can famous. we get Motel Hell remade with John Hamm as Farmer Vincent? Because that would be the best fucking movie ever. I will watch that movie. I would watch that movie every day for a month. Uh, we'll start the Kickstarter campaign today. You know John Hamm would totally be down for that, right? <laughs> He's going to be out of work soon. Oh, Madman's ending, I guess, is what you're saying. I don't watch Madman. Don't, don't mention it to my wife because she's upset. Oh, yeah, she's not happy about that? Dude, every Monday she watches Mad Men. She's like, I'm one episode closer to the end. Get, get her back on FaceTime. We'll talk. We'll have her on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Okay. Um, I just don't even know what to say about this weird-ass, gross-ass old man love shit. This girl is seriously fucked in her brains. Like, I was... <laughs> I was getting, like, physically repulsed. Like, whatever, I'm sorry, Rory Calhoun, you're a real nice guy, and all that shit, but this this was gross. This was really upsetting me, how gross this was. Um, I, I know I've said it a hundred times, but I got a note about it. I don't give one limp fuck about this stupid love triangle. <laughs> God, Bruce, you suck. You all suck. Everybody sucks. Okay. The hypno-raise. <laughs> oh, genius. <laughs> These hypno rays. If you if you buried me on the ground and cut my vocal cords and then took the burlap sack off my head just to flash this bullshit in my face, you would not. This would only serve to further piss me off at you, or or you know it would take me on a radical hypno high, one or the other. I don't know. <laughs> and the fact that Ida is like always surprised by what Vincent does is so funny to me because they kill people every week. How can she be surprised? She knows her line. She's like, yes, space captain and all this shit. Why is she acting surprised? <laughs> um, yeah, then Bruce runs back in the house to try and save Terry. I'm like, Bruce, who gives a shit about Terry at this point? You know that they're murderers and that they've killed, like, who knows how many people over, I guess he, he says 30 years at one point. Vincent says that he's been doing this. So it's like, do your fucking job, man. Go kill these fucks. Jesus. Um, Bo jumps through the window, and they're getting in a fight in, like, the meat shop. And at one point, Vincent picks up a big, like, salami, and Bo gets, like, salami chopped with it. <laughs> uh, I thought that was pretty sweet. Oh, I have the perfect gif for, for, the, uh, <laughs> for, for the, the thread now. So many, so many dick gifs. <laughs> I'm looking forward to them. Um, really, you're going to swing the chainsaw like it's a fucking sword and not use it as it in as its intended purpose? Just fucking die, Bruce. Die already. I'm tired. I love when Bruce, when Bruce tries to take the embedded chainsaw out of his brother's side. He's like, ah! <laughs> yeah, and then they still go, oh, yeah, like that whole ending, man. Um, the ending I, was so fucking funny, though, because he's like, oh, lie. I use preservatives. Genius. Well, I have a, wait. I have a note about that. I have a note. Um, so I got tired of this chainsaw fight eighty nine minutes ago. I'd like <laughs> to be over now. And if this movie was made today, his joke confession at the end would be that he used GMOs. So yeah. when we when we write the script for John Hamm, make sure that we make that change at the end. Um, but uh, it wasn't great. I think if I watched it when I was like way younger, around the same time that I was watching like Creep Show and that stuff. Uh, I probably would have liked it a lot better. I'd have fond memories about it, but I don't know. Now is not the time for me to watch it. I just I didn't think it was that great. Certainly not something that I hated. Probably not going to watch it again. Oh, I probably won't watch it again either. Well, <laughs> we're on the same page here, then. We agree exactly. Uh, so I think since we're going to be recording uh, three episodes in a row, instead of doing like a long list of... What have we watched this week? Uh, I guess we'll just do a different movie each one. Each one of us will just pick one movie. Sure. Uh, so are we doing all three tonight? Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Bring it up. Uh, Can't wait for you to be super drunk by your by uh, your movie. <laughs> oh, bring it. Um, so let's start with uh, Adam. I watched the first episode of Black Mirror. How'd you like it? Uh, it upset me deeply. It was deeply, deeply upsetting. <laughs> 
like when you when you describe the premise to me of like the chick gets kidnapped and then that guy has to fuck a pig, I was like, that sounds hilarious. Nope. <laughs> so here's the funniest story about, and this doesn't spoil anything, but the the thing that convinced me to watch Black Mirror was. You know, they've been talking about it fairly regularly on the Killer POV podcast. But then the one girl shared this story where she's like, I finally decided to watch it. And my husband was in the room with me. And we watched the first episode. And the episode ends. And he's like, man, I can't wait to watch the next episode to see what happens next. And I had to explain to him that it's an anthology show. And that that's how that episode ends. And he just got really depressed and walked out of the room. Wow, it's just bleak. It's bleak, man. But I, I watched it with somebody, and they sent me a message like three days later. And I was like, man, I can't stop fucking thinking about that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, that's what I think I like about Black Mirror is that it is like these – like it does raise these really fucking weird questions about what does the future hold with these fucked up concepts. Well, I don't know. I feel like now somebody's going to try and pull that shit at some point in the future. <laughs> I'm like, don't – damn you, Black Mirror. But the, I think the worst part about the whole thing was like – Scott, have you seen this thing yet? Uh no, I but I know I know the synopses of all the of all the episodes. All right. Well, at one point during the episode, like he's finally got to do it. He's fucking the pig, and he's got no more choices. So he goes in, he starts having sex with the pig, and it cuts to all these shots of people, you know, all throughout London and the UK watching this on TV, and it's just quick cuts, so you don't really have an understanding of like how long this has been going on. But somebody goes to ch- turn the channel, and somebody else is like, no. And the person goes, come on, we've been watching this for a fucking hour already. And you're like, fuck. <laughs> Did he have to, like, finish? He had to come. Yeah. Wow. They had, like, That's pornography, pornography in front of him, like, off-screen in front of the pig where you couldn't see it. But he had to, like, to complete completion. It was, uh, so that's what I watched this week. What about you guys? <laughs> uh, Scott, what did you watch? Uh, pretty much just everything for the podcast. <laughs> it, was, it was a pretty, pretty full week, all right? And, uh, and I, oh man, Daredevil is a sweet, sweet show. Uh, uh, if you guys aren't watching it, go fucking watch it. Good. I watched the first episode of it. Um, you know, I, I, it's not something that you burn through in a weekend. I know some people who have, and they're like, it's a little, little long-winded. And I'm like, well, yeah, they're hour-long episodes, and there's like 13 of them. So it's, I mean, why did you just spend all weekend sitting in front of the TV? Go do something. Because that's what everybody does now. You don't just watch shows. You binge-watch shows. There's no other way to do it anymore. Well, I'm only on episode four of Daredevil, and I'm feeling pretty good. Well, speaking of binge-watching shows, <laughs> uh, my pick is I watched the entire second season of Deadbeat. And Dude, I only watched the first four episodes, but it is so funny. <laughs> it's, it's as good as the first season. It's better. I think it's better. I think that they, the jokes are better. Uh, I, I will say uh, that there's two episodes that I think are the best episodes in the season. Uh, I'm thinking that you're not at either one of them, Scott. But there is one episode about Y2K that involves, like, nothing but 90s references for the entire oh, episode. God, I can't wait. But then there's another episode where he has uh, the ghost of Abe Lincoln shows up. <laughs> and they're like, oh, is your unfinished business that you want to, like, 
fix racial tensions? And he's like, no. And they're like, do you want to bring peace between the North and the South? He's like, no, that's impossible. I'm like, well, then what the hell do you want? And he's like, I kind of want to see the end of that play. <laughs> and, like, and so they have to, like, put together a full reenactment of the of my American cousin for Abe Lincoln so he can see the ending of the play. Uh, but that, that's what the one I'll pick for this round since we were talking about binge-watching TV shows. So it was all TV shows this week. We all recently watched TV. Um in two weeks, we're going to be discussing Puppet Master 3, as picked by Adam. And next week, we'll be discussing Death Dream. Uh, and here is the trailer for that. Dead of Night. The story of one night in a small town that changed the lives of many and ended the lives of some. Descended upon the town. Something corrupt. Unspeakable. Behind their drawn curtains they waited as fear walked in the dead of night. Where you headed? Come on, hop aboard.
due to the importance of the first five minutes of dead of night audiences will not be seated after the beginning of the picture